Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Welcome to our new podcast. Sorry we didn't have one last week. I was at a conference and was unable to record anything. And unfortunately, I don't have a bunch of recordings backed up because I just haven't had time to do it. But I will do my best to try to get our mini podcast back up as well as our long podcast so that you can continue to learn and improve yourself to help your dog be the best dog that he can be. So I hope you listened to the last podcast, which was about the perfect dog. And I Hope that now you are setting more realistic expectations for your dog and not just trying to make him into the dog that you think he should be or the dog that maybe you used to have. So I really hope that you're starting to understand that a little bit more. And I hope you've gone back and listened to some of the other podcasts if you haven't so that you can continue training your dog in the most positive manner possible as well as the most efficient manner Keep in mind that training is 24-7. Training isn't just when you're doing a session or when you have treats in your hand. Training is anytime you look at your dog. Um, You know, I told my group class the other night that training starts the second that your eyes open and you make eye contact with your dog. That's when training starts. Now, some of you and most of you probably get a chance to take a break from training because you get to leave the house and go to work. Training is only not taking place when your dog is not around a human. So... You know, you got to make sure that you're doing the right thing to teach your dog on a regular basis what it is that you want them to do. Training happens when you come home in the evening. You know, when you come home in the evening, you may be very excited to see your dog, but if your dog is barking and going crazy in the crate and you rush over to let him out because, one, you think he needs to go potty, and, two, you've missed him, then you just rewarded 
a lack of self-control, you rewarded barking, you rewarded probably jumping around in the crate, and you rewarded that behavior. And then you get upset when the dog does that same behavior when your guests come over. So you have to really keep in mind that training is always taking place. Uh, So I've got to make sure that you guys are doing the right thing to ensure that your puppy is learning the right behavior in all situations, not just when it is convenient or inconvenient for you. So what can you do to help better your dog? Well, be very aware of your behavior. What are you rewarding? You know, make sure that when you talk to your dog, look at your dog, touch your dog, you put the leash on, you feed the dog, you let the dog in, you let the dog out. Make sure the dog is giving you a behavior that you don't mind seeing repeated. Remember, asking the dog to sit at the door before opening it is great. But what about all those other times that you're opening a door and allowing your dog to go through? Are you allowing him to just bolt? Are you allowing him to jump on the door while you're opening it because you don't want it scratched? Think about what you are doing. And so today I do want to talk about jumping because I think jumping is a real issue. And jumping is usually the first behavior that people teach because the puppy is cute and it's small and it's so precious and the dog is jumping up to see you and look in your face and lick your face and we tend to acknowledge that behavior but once the dog gets a little bit older gets a little bit bigger the claws get a little bit stronger oh jumping is so bad now if you have a small dog and you don't mind jumping that's a personal preference I don't care you know if we have a cute little dog in class it's about probably two pounds if that Um, And if she wants to jump, well, is it really going to bother somebody? You know, so jumping is only a bad behavior if you don't like it. And I will say that most people that have dogs over the maybe 10 pounds, they don't like jumping. Now, you may not mind jumping on you, but you don't want jumping on guests. Well, here's the problem. Your dog doesn't know the difference. So you have to make a decision. Are you going to be okay with jumping? Or are you not going to be okay with jumping? If you're okay with jumping, you have to be okay with jumping in all aspects. That includes jumping while you're walking with food. You have to be okay with jumping on a small child. Jumping on grandma when she comes over. You have to be okay with jumping at all times. If you do not like jumping, then you have to not be okay with jumping in those same situations and then some. You have to be okay with not jumping when you come home from work and the dog is so excited to see you. So how do we deal with jumping? Jumping is actually a very simple behavior to to work on. And, you know, we talk about self-rewarding behaviors and non-self-rewarding behaviors. Self-rewarding behaviors are behaviors that dogs do not need anyone to tell them how wonderful they are. Like sitting, laying down, chewing, peeing and pooping. Those are all self-rewarding behaviors. Our non-self-rewarding behaviors are behaviors that dogs are doing to get something from another organism. In this case, to get something from you, to get attention, to get petted, to get love, to get a treat, whatever the case may be, to get its leash put on. So jumping by itself on a human is not a self-rewarding behavior. So how's the best way to handle that? It's very simple. You want to ignore jumping. I know people are like, well, I've tried that. Well, have you really tried it and have you done a good job? Ignoring is super powerful because dogs use it themselves. But dogs are much better at ignoring than we are. We tend to be a little less patient. And we also tend to not really ignore even though we think we are. Now, ignoring means we don't look, we don't talk, and we don't touch. Ignoring doesn't mean I turn my back on the dog and then I turn and look at the dog with my head seeing if it's working. That's not ignoring. Ignoring means I'm not looking at you. I'm not talking to you and I'm not touching you. You are not in this room. You are not even in this universe. Now, (laughs) 
I don't know if any of you are used to maybe going to a bar and sitting there with your friends and then you decide you need to go to the bathroom so you start looking around for the bathroom and you accidentally make eye contact with that creepy person at the bar and you think oh no now I'm in trouble so you go to the bathroom and you come back and guess what you have a drink there just waiting for you by that creepy person at the bar because you made eye contact now that creepy person comes over and starts to talk to you and you're trying to be really nice so you're nodding and you're Uh Uh-huh, yeah, and you're talking a little bit. Yeah, I'm here with my friends, just hanging out, you know, not really interested in doing anything, but hanging out with my friends, and you're kind of nodding, and that creepy person's thinking, hey, I got a chance here. The only way to get rid of that creepy person is to completely turn your back, talk to your friends, or really just get up and leave. I want you to keep that in mind, because every dog on this earth is that creepy person. Every dog says, if you make eye contact with me, I got a chance. So, you have to learn how to ignore that creepy person. When your dog is jumping, don't look, don't talk, don't touch. You can continue moving and walking. If your dog is really big and it hurts, go put a doorway between you. Put a gate in between. Move out of the room. You don't have to just stand there and take it. Now, if you have a dog that doesn't really hurt, if you just want to stand there and ignore the dog, that's fine. I like to cross my arms Um, I don't turn unless I have to, and if I do have to turn my body, I actually only start at a quarter of a way to begin with. I do not turn halfway around. I turn a quarter of the way, and I give the dog a chance to respond. If the dog doesn't respond, then I turn another, another quarter of the way, and that's in either direction. It does not matter, and while I'm doing this, I'm not looking, I'm not talking, and I'm not touching, and eventually the dog's going to be like, well, this person's lost their mind. I'm going to just try something else. So they may stand with four on the floor. And when they do that for three to five seconds, I'm then going to acknowledge their behavior as something I would love to see more of. Now, typically when I say good puppy and I start to acknowledge that behavior, the dog is going to jump again. So I immediately take my attention away and I repeat the process. And so the dog starts to understand that, oh, okay. So every time I do this jumping, they take their attention away. But when I do this four on the floor, I get attention. Oh, okay, I got this. So now you're starting to eliminate jumping as an offered behavior, and you're rewarding the behavior that you want, which is four on the floor. I could care less if my dog is sitting. I could care less if they're doing anything specific. As long as we have controlled excitement with four feet on the floor, I'm going to acknowledge my dog. I'm not going to take it for granted, and I'm not going to wait for the dog to jump so I can ignore it, so I can get the four on the floor, so I can reward it. When I walk in the door, if my dog has four on the floor, I'm going to immediately start praising and rewarding my dog. So the dog starts to learn what behavior they must be doing to get the great attention that they want from you. All right, so this is a very simple thing to deal with. It's just we have to make sure we stay consistent. We have to make sure we stay confident and that we don't go overboard. And overboard would be me crossing my arms and turning in circles very quickly. That just looks like play to the dog. So you want to make sure that when you turn, you give the dog a chance. I always give a dog, you know, a good three to five seconds to respond to my ignoring before I adjust in my turn. So if I'm standing there and the dog's jumping and it hurts, I'm going to turn a quarter of the way, maybe to my right. And I'm going to stand there for up to five seconds and give the dog a chance to respond. Then I might turn a quarter of the way again if the dog's still jumping. Maybe I turn back to the left. Maybe I continue to the right. It does not matter but I'm only going a quarter of the way at a time. You be confident. Confident means 
You only do what you have to do. Don't go overboard. Don't start spinning. Don't immediately go 180 degrees. Just do the smallest amount you have to. This is why when I have small dogs jumping, I don't need to turn. They're not reaching any part of my body that hurts. I don't need to turn. I can just stand there and not look at the dog. Now, jumping isn't just when you're standing up and the dog is jumping on the clothes you don't want them jumping on. Jumping is when we're playing outside. Jumping is I'm throwing the ball while you're jumping up and down. Jumping is I'm going to put the leash on you when you're jumping. No, I'm going to tell you to sit when you're jumping so I can put the leash on you. If you give the dog any information of a reward while jumping, you've rewarded jumping. If the dog is jumping and you tell the dog to sit, the dog is going to learn that jumping gets further information in order to get the reward I want. So you have to ignore. And that includes telling them no, off, down, stop, quit. You cannot do those things while the dog is jumping. If the dog is jumping on the door to go potty, you don't walk over there and let it out. The doorbell rings. The dog runs over and jumps on the door. What do you do? You get up and move to the door. Guess what you just did? You rewarded the dog for jumping. The dog is in the backyard, chain link fence. You pull in the driveway, the dog sees you, starts jumping on the fence, so excited to see you, and you walk towards the fence. Guess what you just did? You rewarded jumping. You're sitting on the couch, the dog stands up on the couch with two feet right next to you, and you start petting on him while you're watching TV. Guess what you just did? You rewarded jumping. So you're thinking, Nikki, I'm never going to get to pet my dog because it's always jumping. If you just do this for a couple of days, the dog is going to start getting it and understanding that jumping is not the behavior that they need to use when they want and need something. But remember, jumping isn't just when you come home. Jumping isn't just on guest. Jumping is jumping. Jumping is when there are three or more, or really two or more feet off the ground. Okay, so... How do you deal with guests when they come over? Well, if you've not watched our greeting guest video on our website, I highly recommend that because that will show you our three-step process. But you can also deal with jumping with guests. That if you have a guest come in and you don't want them jumping at all, say uh, great-grandma's coming over and her skin is super thin, like a steak from the old Bonanza, well, you don't want to give the dog a chance to jump on grandma. So uh, using a leash is a great idea for this. To where you basically limit the options. Now the dog can still be in the room, the dog is on a leash, but you control the distance that the dog has to grandma. We want to make sure that the dog can stay at least a foot to two feet away from grandma. Now the dog may be jumping up and trying to reach grandma, but you're just holding the leash there like it's anchored in. You're not going to pull the dog back, you're going to use your body as a distance, and you're just going to wait for the dog to stop trying to jump on grandma. And when the dog finally gives up because it's not getting him anywhere, the dog's going to put four feet on the floor and you're going to immediately start rewarding the behavior around grandma. You're going to tell them how wonderful they are. And excuse that little yelp there. We have two dogs over here playing, but that's just part of it. I mean, you're listening to a dog training program. It's going to happen. So, you know, you've got to make sure you set your dog up for success. If you know you have somebody that's not going to um, ignore the dog for jumping and love on them, don't give that person access to your dog. If you're out on a walk and you say that your dog can be petted by someone and they jump, don't let the person continue petting the dog because they don't care if the dog is jumping. It's not about them. It's about your dog. You've got to interrupt that behavior. So how do we interrupt? Typically, if I've got the dog on a leash, I'm going to interrupt by taking a step backwards, bringing the leash that is stationary in my hand with me. It's almost like a pole that's attached to the dog. And I'm going to take a step back, which interrupts 
the dog from the jumping, and it stops the person from petting. Once the dog has four on the floor again for three seconds, I will give the dog permission to go back and pet and get petted. If the dog jumps, I take a step back and we repeat the process. But once the dog is being petted by the person with four on the floor, it is my job as the handler to make sure I'm telling the dog how wonderful and amazing they are and even possibly giving them some treats while they're being petted by the stranger. Because I never want a stranger to be more rewarding than me. If a stranger is more rewarding than me, then where do you think the dog is going to go when a stranger comes around? And who do you think the dog is going to listen to? Yep, you got it, the stranger. So you got to be more rewarding. Your dog is not working for you because they respect you. Come on, people. These dogs love rewards. Life is a party. You got to give them that party. All right, so you got to make sure you set your dog up for success. It is your responsibility. If the dog is jumping, it is because you have taught that the that jump works. And if you've not taught it, you've allowed other people to teach it. So you have to make sure, especially when you take your dog to the boarding facility, the veterinary facility, the daycare, you have to make sure that those workers are not rewarding your dog for jumping. It's great that they love your dog. It's great that your dog loves them. That needs to be there. But they should not be rewarding your dog for jumping. So you have to make sure you set yourself, yourself up and your dog up for success. Don't let other people reward your dog for behavior you don't like. Your responsibility. Don't worry about hurting their feelings. You've got to make sure you're responsible for setting your dog up for success. And make sure you're rewarding your dog for four on the floor. Because I promise you, I promise you, your dog has four feet on the floor more often than the dog jumps. Otherwise, it would never walk anywhere. So you've got to acknowledge that behavior on a regular basis. If you're sitting there putting your dog's kibble in its bowl and it's jumping up and down and barking and you continue to put food in the bowl, guess what? You just rewarded jumping. By continuing to put the food in the bowl and then setting the bowl there and waiting for your dog to calm down, you've not taught the dog that jumping doesn't work. You've just taught them that in order to get the food placed on the ground, you got to go ahead and be four on the floor or sit. But you've still acknowledged jumping. So there you go. I gave you a quick less than a 20-minute session on how to deal with jumping because you don't need a four-week class. You don't need a six-week class on jumping. You just need to be aware. Jumping is one of the easiest things to deal with if you're just aware. Okay, You don't have to go do these four- and six-week classes. I don't understand these. I, I wouldn't even do an hour class on jumping. Unless I was going to set up every scenario I could possibly set up in that hour to show you with jumping. Dealing with jumping is very simple. And at some point, we are probably going to put together a complication, complication, a compilation video to show you all those scenarios and situations. So remember, if your dog is jumping on someone you don't want, just interrupt them. Do not correct them. Do not punish them. You interrupt them by removing them from the person as calmly as possible. If you've got them on a leash, take a step back. If there's no leash, just get them by the side of the collar with one finger and very gently move them off to the side for a few seconds and then you give them permission to go back. Always give your dog a chance to make a different choice. If you just remove them, you're managing, you're not teaching. Always give them an opportunity to go back and make a different choice. All right, so that's what I have for you today. It was a very fast podcast. I know uh, I'm very short on time. Um, we are so booked. 
Uh, we are looking for a new trainer, by the way. So if you have anybody that's interested, we are looking for a new intern to teach. They do not have to have schooling. They don't have to have been gone to a school or certification. We actually prefer to teach them um, our methods and our ways. And so we are looking for a new trainer uh, to add to our staff because we are super busy and we really need some help. And if you're not interested in actually training dogs, but you would love to assist us in doing some things, we're also looking for that. So give us a call or email us. Really, emailing is the best thing. Info at dogspeak101.com. We'll be happy to send you an application. Also, remember, we want to do our question and answer podcast. So if you have questions, send us some questions. I know you guys have training questions. I know you have training questions, and I know you're on your computer all the time. So send us an email. Info at dogspeak101.com. We will put together a question and answer podcast. We'll let you know, and possibly maybe the best question, I'm going to send you a gift. I don't know what that gift is going to be yet. Maybe one of our new shirts. So, you know, let's get this thing going. Let's get some questions and answers um, that will give me something to, uh, you know, do on a maybe a mini podcast, and we'll work on that. And if you have other ideas of podcasts that you would like for us to do, Send me that information as well. Be sure you check out our Facebook page. We have tons of videos on there. We have tons of blogs. We have cut back on our blogs because we want to do them in a podcast fashion instead. They're much easier to access and you can listen to while you're in the car, uh, while you're working out, while you're taking a shower. Whatever you want to do, you can listen to them. That way you don't have to sit down and read. And it's a lot faster for me to sit here and talk to you than read. I mean, than write the uh, blog. So, Make sure that you guys check us out. Facebook, our website, dogspeak101.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Um, you can find us on Twitter. We don't use Twitter very often, but you can find us everywhere. Dogspeak, dogspeak101. Um, we are dogspeak. We just happen to have dogspeak101.com as our, e our website address because somebody else had dogspeak already. So be sure that you guys link up with us. Know what's going on. We have seminars coming up. We have training opportunities coming up. Um, we have new classes coming up in some different locations around town. And we are excited about the things that are going to be happening here in the future. So we want you to be a part of it and make sure that you are um, aware and in the know. So love you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a part. Thanks for supporting us. Um, get out there. Change your behavior so that you can change your dog's behavior. Become that dog speak geek that your dog really desperately wants you to become. All right, you guys have a great week.